Ohio hockey fans, welcome to another episode of Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. Co-host Tom here with you. I have got, as always, flying down the wing, streaking. He's calling for the puck. It's co-host Randy. How you doing today, buddy? Doing pretty good. Uh, you know, the snow is falling. Um, I think the, yeah. the ODR, ODRs are maybe uh, very close yeah. here. Can't be far behind, that's can't, for sure. Can't be too far behind. So yeah, things are pretty. Things are pretty good. Awesome, right on. Well, it's been a while since talking hockey's been on the airwaves, but we're back. And uh, I mean, you know, there's a plethora of reasons, I suppose, why there's not a whole lot of hockey going on in our world, uh, COVID-wise. Everything's locked down, so we're talking here. You know, we got the Skype call going, and. Uh, and we, you know, back we got, before the lock, things got locked down in the second wave here. We got a few skates in, eh? Uh, how, how did those treat you? You know, the first three were somewhat painful because <laughs> there hasn't been a lot of hockey this this year. No. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, I just kind of felt right when the legs and the hands and the brain were starting to work together. That's, that's when, uh, you know, the old shutdown when, game. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, Dominic Hasek showed up and he shut the door. <laughs> so uh, rumor has it you were trying out a new pair, or you're not trying out, but you were breaking in a new pair of skates uh, just as we got shut down again. Is that correct? That is true. I got, um, right before he left town, I got a pair of Dmitry Kulikov skates. And, it's pretty sweet, uh, man. I threw them in my in my oven there and uh, got them baked up, and they felt really good. Like sometimes you have a pair of skates that you maybe need to you know use five or six times before they feel pretty good, but these yeah. ones pretty much right off the bat felt good. And well, uh, yeah, I, you know, hopefully uh, maybe I'll this weekend might find a little secret spot to go skate at. Uh, otherwise, um, might yeah. have to wait until you know, the restrictions yeah, the, ease up a bit. Yeah, the waters are sort of starting to freeze now. I don't know if they're good enough to really skate on. I wouldn't say so. But uh, so let me ask you about these skates then. Were they brand new? And like Kulikov had them, he just never used them? Or did he wear them? Or From what I would gather, he probably used them in the bubble. And since right. the Jets didn't Played stay in the games. bubble, <laughs> yeah, since they didn't stay in the bubble very long, um they're They're like like new they're pretty pretty (laughs) much new um you know no no you know puck marks um the blades are in good shape um yeah yeah, it's all really good and uh yeah man i can't i can't complain and if you like look at the that type of skate like on pro hockey life's website you know they go for a you know a, a pretty penny pretty penny quite a few pennies uh but uh you know through through some connections that you and i have uh you know you can find yourself a decent pair nice. of skates oh that's pretty awesome and best of luck to cooley over there in new jersey as he starts his uh jersey assignment i was sad to see him go honestly i was hoping the jets would bring him back for a cool mill or whatever he ended up signing for in new jersey but hey i'm uh you know i'm not shook about him going uh doing his thing there and the jets given a little more ice time to some other guys but you know whatever um it is what it is but yeah i like i, I don't know dmitry kulikov sometimes got a bad name uh in winnipeg because i think mostly just because he had some injuries he was playing through a lot of the time and 
there were, but like, and the fact that his contract was maybe what you might pay someone who slots a little in higher up in the lineup. You know what I mean? Uh, well, that's ideally. totally it. The, the guys but, that tend to have the bigger contracts are the ones that get scrutinized first here in Winnipeg. Yeah, and for so, sure. You know, Winnipeg, you know, uh, I can say this because I live here, but Winnipeg being a pretty frugal place, um, <laughs> you know, they, yeah. they, they're pretty careful with their money. So if, if you're not getting full value for, uh, then, for what then, you're spending, yeah, you get, then, then you're going to have the boo birds, uh, up in the cheap seats. Yeah. yeah. Which is where I sit, but, uh, <laughs> I try to be, I don't, I try not to boo unless it's, you know, the opposition, uh, goalie or whatever, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, if you just look at what Kulikov did on the ice and forget about his paycheck, he was uh, he was a fine jet. So oh, yeah. moving on, though, we, Randy, here we got we got some beers we got to talk about. What are you what are you drinking tonight on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show, our weekly uh, local craft beer of the week? So because it's been a while, um, you know, so it's probably been months since we fe- featured this low local brewing company on our show um mm. and also the this can somewhat resembles that dallas stars jersey that came out whenever <laughs> that was which was like black with like neon green so i got star beast here from sucrums which is okay. an imperial stout 10.5 percent and as yeah, i was part- saying pre-show um when the when the snow is flying the beer's got to be dark that's a good motto to live by so uh uh okay so i've also got a sucrums and uh mine is a different one though it's a it's one of it's another seasonal or a limited time uh not one of their core pours if you will this one's called the laughing bandit it's a hazelnut brown ale and uh you know it's malty toasty you got hazelnut it's uh it's a darker ale as well, so the snow's flying. Dark beer it is, and I'm, I'm excited. I really like this beer. I had a little sample of it, uh, I don't know, last Sunday or whatever it was. and uh, So, yeah, let's... Uh, go for it. Crack it and go for it. That one really sprayed. <laughs> it really uh, got a little on my computer screen there. Um, oh, yeah. I got a... I got a Oh, you're doing the commercial pour. Yeah. <laughs> I got a Pilsner glass I'm pouring it into. So, hey, uh, it's not the correct stemware or whatever you call it, but uh, it'll have to do. It's the way she goes. Yeah. Look, I'm a beer snob, but not, uh, you know, not fussy. Anywho, so, yeah, that's our uh, craft beer, local craft beer of the week. Uh, back when we were doing this show every week, Randy, during the hockey season pre-COVID, um, yeah, we would feature a different beer by a different local brewery. We've had some really good ones, so uh, the tradition continues. We're bringing it back. I like it. Um, I like it a lot. Just on my way back from the beer store earlier, um, I drove by the old uh, un- underground bunker there and, oh, yeah. and was kind of just thinking about, you know, that just seems like it was so long ago. Yeah, waxing nostalgic. So for the listeners, of course, the underground bunker was the uh, the old uh, hockey apocalypse zone where we would go to record back when we could, you know, record uh, together. 
together and in be in a, you know sit uh mere inches or feet away from each other you know uh so um that just seems yeah, those, like so long ago those were the days that does seem so long ago yeah um those those hockey those skates we had before the second wave shutdown those seem like so long oh, ago yeah well that's and what, that was like, like five weeks ago no yeah exactly was might as well be a year ago it was yeah. right around thanksgiving so yeah about four or five weeks and uh yeah i had just gotten a new stick and was was uh used that like two three times and was just just getting the hang of it and uh gotta start know, all over again yeah <laughs> so i i got a i i changed the lie i uh changed my lie buddy like usually i was rocking a five and a half i believe and my new stick is a six and uh you might not think that's much of a difference but it did throw me for a bit of a loop there on at least one or two plays where the puck went right under my blade i think Uh, how it works is the higher the number of the lie the easier it is to handle the puck closer to your body I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Or it might be the complete opposite. The, the higher the number of the lie is the bigger the angle between the shaft and the top of the blade kind of thing. Okay, so I then believe. it's the other way. So a smaller would, yeah, number would be... A better. smaller number, yeah, tight, handle it more and tight, exactly. Um, so this stick that I bought, it's a Sherwood Wrecker, and it's like a good two inches longer than like other sticks and it actually is probably even a uh, a hair too long for what i should or have used or whatever but like with with skates on it's still up to like (laughs) almost my nose pretty much um or lip at least anyway and you know you kind of generally want it around your chin but i'm I'm trying a new Zdano Chara style thing, so I thought I <laughs> thought I but I like I like the longer sticks, which are hard to find, and I like a stiffer flex, which you know, when you're trying to keep it in a budget is can it can also be hard to find. What's your go to place for sticks? Well, I've kind of been all over and around, but uh I would say like four out of the last five or six have been from Royal Sports. Um, the, sometimes uh, you can find a nice one on sale there, like last year's or whatever. But here's the danger in that: the stick I had before this that that I broke um, in March. It uh, it was from it was a warrior. I'd never had a warrior before, and I was actually really liking it. And then it uh, the blade broke in a kind of a weird way, and I thought, and of course it was like you know, six days after the warranty voided or whatever. And I thought maybe it was just because uh, it it was 50% off of what it was. So maybe it had been at the store for a long time and it was old and dry and brittle or something. I don't know if sticks age like firewood or not, but I think, I think (laughs) they do. I think they've got like a shelf life that uh, if they dry out, then, you know, you're going to, you might uh, run into a broken stick a little quicker than normal. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of these online stick places and whatever, but it feels weird to me to buy a stick that you don't hold in your hands. I just, but I suppose if you know what you like and you just go with that. But I've bought a different stick almost every time for the last handful, you know, half dozen times. Like I had a couple CCMs in a row, but different curves and patterns or whatever. 
and uh, but I like the CCMs, and then I used to rock a Sherwood all the time. So I'm going back to my roots here. So anyway, something we talked about in the past, um, we were going to do a bit of a gear corner or a gear review. That's right. Yeah. We should we should bring that or not bring that back. We should actually do that because yeah, I've got oh, a hey, couple... there it is right there. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've just got, did it. <laughs> I've got a couple. Actually, I got a couple twigs coming in the mail here pretty soon. That uh, mm. I'm going to try something completely different, completely. Yeah out of sorts for for yeah. myself like and a lidstrom toe or whatever it's, like it's completely different and we'll just leave it at that because maybe the listeners will come back for this you know uh oh, yeah this gear corner or whatever we're gonna all right gear corner yeah. coming up next episode of talking hockey so yeah it's it should be in the mail uh look it's supposed to come today so maybe tomorrow and then for the next episode i can you know get some use out of it and and give yeah. my review but something completely um, not normal for me. Right on. Yeah. Well, that's a fun. That's a fun segment to look forward to. Talking sticks and skates and talking whatever. Gear. Oh, we've already Shoulders. talked. We've already talked skates and sticks this episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty good. Nice. Let's talk about this potential Canadian all Canadian division that um, they're. I mean, there's a lot of uh, details to be worked out about an NHL season when it'll start, how it'll look. And you basically, if you have a, any question about the season, it's up in the air, right? So, but but one thing that we, we keep hearing and everything is that uh, there might be a all-Canadian division. What do you think of that? Well, I think it's good for hockey, I don't think it's good for the Winnipeg Jets. Oh. That's what yeah. I think. I like yeah, I would say that the Jets won't fare very well in a Canadian division. That that's just but my what, my uh yeah. initial gut feeling is that you I think it would be harder than a central division for them. For some reason I think well like if you just right off the top of my head, I think Edmonton, Toronto, um, Calgary, Vancouver, Montreal. Like I would They're say, good I would say yeah. Calgary, Vancouver, Montreal, and Winnipeg are probably going to be fighting for the middle of the pack. I, I I'm going to say that Edmonton and Toronto are probably going to be, you top. know, if I had to put money on it, I would say that those are the top two teams. Yeah, and then, I'd agree. And then Winnipeg, Montreal, Vancouver, Calgary, are all kind of in the middle and. I don't really like Winnipeg's chances against some of those teams. And then mm. I think Ottawa is kind of bringing up the rear. So that's why I feel it's not really a, a good thing for the Jets. But it it just all depends on <clears throat> which team shows up. Well, that's for sure. And uh, do they uh, – I mean, I, I guess they don't know. Nobody knows. If they did an all-Canadian division – uh, how many teams of the seven would make the playoffs? Would they probably do four? Like I four think four of the seven kind of thing. I think so. Yeah. And then same as the yeah. central division, or or you know, I think the playoff format would be roughly the same because the divisions are are split up to the same numbers, kind of thing, like eight eights yeah. and sevens or whatever it, it it ends up being. But yeah, that being said, you know, um. If there's seven teams, 
uh, is Winnipeg better than three of them? Sometimes I I I say no. Huh. Okay. I did a thing where I was thinking about this. (laughs) I did a thing where I was thinking. Um, I was just, I was thinking about if there was an all Canadian division and how the Jets might do. I thought they could be probably a third place team in that. I said, I similarly to you thought uh, Edmonton and Toronto will duke it out for number one, and the other guy will be number two. And then I saw, and then I thought, hmm, the Jets, they can be better than Calgary. They can, be, they can put together a better season than Calgary. They can put together. At least as good a season as Vancouver, I think. Well, I think and I think Montreal Vancouver is the wild card because Montreal's lineup is just so different. This will or will be so different. Yeah, and it's good on paper, but who knows? So Montreal could be. So there's a group. I think a group of, yeah, four teams, Winnipeg being one of them, that is just like it's a toss up. Totally. So it'll it'll come down to like injuries. Uh, it'll come down to, you know, people having wicked seasons. If Hellebuck turns in another Vesna season, no reason the Jets probably couldn't end up third if they uh, put it together a little better than they did last year, which I think that they can do because it seemed like last year the wheels just fell off. Like they lost all their blue line and they had the, all the injuries and everything, you know, so it sort of seems like a write-off of a season, but hey, that maybe that's just the optimist. And I'm like, yeah, thinking the Jets are more than they are. But well, I want, I, I, I want to think that too. But um, like, even if you look at Calgary, like they added um, Tanev and Markstrom. So I would say that they got better on the blue line and they got better in net. And then, Calgary already beat Winnipeg, but sure, Winnipeg was out Shifley and Line A and Appleton. But, um, you know, Winnipeg added Stasny. And is that really going to do a ton different? It's going to help. It's going to help with depth. It certainly helps the forward group be more uh, robust. The other addition for the Jets that will help in that regard is uh, Nate Thompson. So Winnipeg... We'll get a second nasty Nate, and I couldn't be more thrilled about it. Like, <laughs> I think I think he really solidifies that fourth line for the Jets and makes it so that they can. And adding Statsny also makes it so that they can. Well, they got more centermen to have more of a, a roll through the lines type of thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm I'm, but, I'm actually uh, uh, for them adding that Forbert guy. He's mm. he's he's huge, and he ha- has like a quite a few years under his belt playing next to Drew Doughty. That's right. So I, you know, I, I'm I'm interested to see what he brings to the Jets because he's big and he's he's that stay at home guy that you need. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not convinced. Like that that's that's all I'm saying is just I'm not convinced. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I think though the Canadian division and all Canadian division would be awesome, because think about like remember last year. I know you're not much of a an Oilers uh, guy, but like the 
the Oilers and Flames, those matchups, the Battle of Alberta. And oh, those had, were great. Uh, yeah. Zach Cassian and Kachuk mixing it up and, and then the goalie fights and they were just like, everybody was losing their damn mind. And so th- like having more of that's good. I think, I think Ottawa's like, I really like what they've all done in the off season. And I think they'll put together a much better team. I think if Matt Murray can stop some pucks, cause like, let's face it, he's, been hit or miss last couple seasons but if he can put together a half decent season there's a chance ottawa is not the basement dweller in an all canadian division although that's kind of hard to see but like i think so man like because shabbat and kachuk their their guys will take another step this year plus they added that dude from florida dadnov yeah and daddy or whatever stutzel yeah and then yeah if stutzel steps in as a 18 year old and Lights are up. You never know. Yeah, never I would say in, yeah, in a couple of years, they're going to be really good. Um, but yeah, yeah, just overall, Canadian division, I I think the Jets are middle of the pack, and they, they really need to bring it to, to get into that third or fourth spot. Oh, for sure, Gord. <laughs> oh, for sure, Gord. <laughs> I just there, said. There's a commercial we haven't seen in a long time. I know. I'm like Tim and Sid over here. I got a button ready to go and hit <laughs> when, when uh, you know, I got a couple reactions. I got a couple Bob Cole um, clips on my phone here that I've saved and uh, I text them every now and then like to my brother or something like that. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, right on. Yeah. No Canadian division. I I'm all for it. And uh, rivalries are wicked. And I think that'd you know, be, even... it'll be great for hockey for sure. Like yeah. you're gonna well, like Montreal about, Toronto is gonna be a good rivalry rivalry yeah. and uh no matter know, where Montreal goes, people wanna yeah, you know, or Toronto for that matter, people wanna uh tune in. In real life people flock to the games when you know, think about when the Habs or the Leafs come to town. If you don't wanna go to that game, it's super easy to get rid of your ticket, you know what I mean? So um but and and I always try to look for a ticket uh for the Habs or sometimes the Leafs, but you know, uh, it's always a good time when, when one of those teams comes to town, even though nobody will probably be at the rinks. Well, that's, that's it too. I was just going to say, I don't want to, I don't want to be Debbie Downer over here, but it just, uh, it all kind of seems like we're still a ways away from people being able to go to see hockey live. Yeah. Um, And even, even if we were, even if it was like, Oh yeah, we'll have fans at the stand in the building. At this point, right now, I'm like, I'm not going. So, yeah, you know, the last two, like the rumors or whatever, if you want to like and the insiders, they're all still saying a January 1st start date for for the for the season, um, which would mean training camp has got to be starting in a, in about a month. Yeah. So I guess we'll see what happens there. But yeah, it uh, as far away as hockey feels in the past watching Tampa Bay win the Stanley Cup the beginning of hockey starting again feels far away still to me for sure for sure it does and there's no way to know when it will start but but you know what um is on the go right now is the KHL and uh you know what no better person to call to get our little KHL update than our KHL correspondent, Comrade Frickus. 
That's your uh, third cousin from Oblast, Russia, is it not? Yeah, you know what? I just connected with him. Pretty, pretty strange, but um, <laughs> yeah. What do you? He's totally. Let's... He's a um, like he's he's referred to as the uh, Darren Drager of the KHL. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's nice. That's good to hear. I just had to tell you about Oblast. It's a it's a region surrounding Moscow. Okay. So you know how like Moscow to so so let me just uh put it like this so like dc washington dc it's its own thing but it's kind of surrounded by virginia and maryland or whatever yeah so oblast is the region it's all around moscow kind of and uh so that's that's all i wanted to say there but uh let's let's give comrade frickus a call and uh and do uh check in with our khl correspondent okay so strangely enough he sounds exactly like me <laughs> perfect but but uh, uh but yeah so yeah. like we'll we'll just dial him up here uh just get yeah. him on the old internet phone uh yeah. free right. free long distance yeah ring 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 okay and here he is hey comrade frickus thanks for joining us on talk and hockey the hockey talk and show uh it's great to talk to you uh how are things in oblast this evening you know what it's actually middle of the night <laughs> <laughs> my apologies because <laughs> i think russia is probably about eight hours ahead of winnipeg but yeah it's a it's a good time of the year over here for sure because khl is in full effect and yeah. we got hockey there's fans in the stands surprisingly enough um yeah and a full-on I... uh full-on season to follow I hear Alexander Ovechkin's been taking in some games. Uh, he was spotted on television during a Dynamo game. Well, I um, think you might have seen in the media uh, lately that he stated that he was going to play a few more years in Washington, and then he mm. wants to go back home and he wants to play for Moscow Dynamo for a few more seasons because that's where it all started for him. If uh, Before he came to the NHL, he played a few seasons there. And, right. Uh, so he's kind of scouting the team right now and thinking, just getting an impression of uh, what could be if he were skating in that jersey. How how are uh, Moscow Dynamo doing this season? Um. Well, uh, wait. As so, as far as um, Ovechkin's concerned, though. Oh yeah. Uh, I think a lot like that would be like a lot of his buddies. You know, like on, mm. like I think that's probably like, you know, the 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 circle of buddies he runs with. You know, maybe after the games, they're having a few Russian beers together. The the Russian equiv- equivalent of Sukrums, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, no. So Moscow Dynamo is definitely, um, I guess you you know, if you wanted to compare it, it would be like the uh, Winnipeg Jets for, you know, for, for you and I, or for Randy and you. And um, so, yeah, like that's his hometown team and that's where his professional career started. And um, that, it sounds like that's where he wants to end after he uh, maybe gets a few more years under his belt in Washington. And if you think about it, you've got, uh, 
Henrik Lundqvist now going to the Washington Capitals that uh, mm-hmm. they you know they got a probably a, another couple years of a decent window to uh, make another run for a cup. <clears throat> yeah, I think the Caps will be probably fine. Ovi's on his chase for Gretzky's goal record too, so if he could put together a couple fifty goal seasons, I th- I could see Ovi staying until his. You know, we'll we'll see, but uh, I think he's probably always got a spot with Dynamo, playing with his buddy Jaskin, Dimitri Jaskin. So he's Jaskin for. Um, tell me, tell me about this Dimitri Jaskin guy. He's uh, the talk of the town. So is he not? So I heard through the rumor rumor mill that you were watching a KHL game over the internet, and wanted to do a little research, and you saw this guy and you were like, this guy looks legit. Well, let me tell you, he's legit today alone. Uh, Moscow dynamo won six, one Jaskin got a hat trick. So this guy, if you look at his, look at, look him up on the old hockey DB. Mm -hmm. He's a St. Louis uh, blues draft pick from 2011. He got, you know, a little bit more than a cup of coffee in the, in the NHL, but just didn't, kind of you know i guess different strokes for different folks kind of thing and just offensively i don't think he really took off the way that he was projected to maybe hey or the way he's shown he can play in the in the khl well you know and it's a somewhat different style of game like for the amount of khl and nhl that i've watched i you know khl is is slower um, so yeah. if he just doesn't have the feet, um, the wheels, if you, uh, if yeah. you will, then, you know, the NHL would be tougher for him. But, you know, from the, the few games of, of just watching him play, um, he's you you notice him every, every single shift and he's scoring yeah. and he's all over the puck and it's him in this, uh, what's his name? Shipachayov or something. Shibachev. Yeah, he played like one game for Vegas. He was a highly touted KHL free agent signing. That's right. Showed it up for one game and or, or three games or whatever it was, and they but K, the Vegas like benched him for whatever reason. They never really gave him a chance. But anyway, J- Jaskin and and Shibachev, they're uh, they're hitting it off over there. And so, um, they're they has got seven. Yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say Jaskin's got 17 goals right now in 25 games. According, yeah. I don't know if that includes his hat trick today. Five assists though, too. So, well, hey, <laughs> hey, you, you know, need to... you know what they call that? Like a, a seven when you have 17 goals and five assists. Do you know? Um, you're a baseball guy. Do you know what they call that? Um, no. They call those like Cy Young stats because you. Oh looks... yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> like you're winning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> When you've got way more goals than assists, it's like you're yeah. the Cy, Cy Young Award winner. Yeah, seventeen and five. It does look like pitching, uh, yeah. you know, pitching line kind of. But no, you know, yeah. it's it's been good to watch um, live hockey because um, it feels like there's a, a definite void going on. And so, if you're if you're living in Canada, DAZN, D A Z N is the place to watch these games. There's not a lot of them, but you know, you you get your you know share of hockey for the week and and uh yeah, it's just been good to watch 
you know, hockey that's actually current. And yeah. if you turn tune into the right games, like for instance, um, uh, you know, <clears throat> the other day we saw uh, the Birdman, like uh, from from the Manitoba Moose, was playing. Um, Nigel Dawes is over there. Uh, there's you know there's some some familiar faces from NHL teams that you know um, guys that maybe their career is pretty much over in the NHL but they can still get a few few more seasons in over there so it's just it's kind of neat to see uh, some guys that you know and then just watch some some guys that are uh, completely foreign and you know new to you like Jaskin yeah yeah so here's a question for you uh, comrade Frickus uh, it seems like there's maybe a bit of a, a class system in the KHL where some teams are heads and shoulders better than uh, some others. So like at the top of the heap right now, and I don't know if this varies from year to year, but like Akbars is uh, one of the top teams right now. CSKA, they're like the other top team, you know, and then there's a couple that are, not far behind them, Tractor, uh, you know. But then at the very bottom, you got Dynamo Riga, Kunlun Red Star, a couple of far-flung teams. Um, you know, do you, are, are they, like, have you seen either of those teams play? Like, have you seen the sort of bottom teams play? Have you seen the top teams? And is there a, a visible difference when you watch them, like, as far as shittiness goes or anything? Well, you know what? I was pretty stoked to get a glimpse at, at uh, the Red Star team from China. Yeah. But the game this week, and I shouldn't be laughing at this, but the game this week was canceled because a bunch of their guys got COVID. So oh, shit. <laughs> I, I couldn't watch that game. So yeah, as, aside yeah. from, from that, the only games that really show up on DAZN are the ones are, they're basically fe- <laughs> they're basically featuring... St. Petersburg, uh, Avant-Garde, the big teams, teams, Akbar's, uh, uh, you know, CSKA Moscow. That's the team that I think Putin owns. Yeah, well, that used to be the Red Army, basically. And, you know, it's transformed into this pro club now. Locomotive is is on there quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously uh, Moscow Dynamo. Um, Yeah. So yeah, I haven't really like they don't they don't show a lot of variety in in the teams and maybe because some of those rinks don't have TV uh capability or whatever. But right. you know the 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 teams that I've seen um like it's been it's been close games like uh what's the one game that I watched was Avant-Garde and is this where Nail Yakupov is? Yeah, that's uh, Nail Yakupov and uh, what's that defenseman? Um, former uh, Alexei Emelin. Oh yeah, so yeah. guys Alexei like that. Emelin. Um, you know that you know you watched in the NHL. Um, yeah. You look at CSKA Moscow. They're mostly Russian. They have Brendan Leipzig, who's from Winnipeg. Um, but yeah, the, you, so you see a lot of teams. Like I'm not sure if there's like a import uh, regulation on on the KHL teams. Like sometimes you're only allowed like 
you know, the same way over here, I, I think in the, in the OHL, WHL and Q, yeah, I think you're only, allowed, you're only allowed to have two imports, I think. Yeah. So I'm not sure if it works the same way over there or, or whatever, but, um, I think overall it's not the NHL, but it's live hockey and it's new mm-hmm. and it's, it's just kind of interesting to watch. And there's maybe, yeah. I think the stands are roughly, you could maybe say they're 25% full, I would say. But there's there's people in the stands. Nice. Um, yeah, there's there's uh, the one division there. Uh, Brobov, maybe it's called. Uh, and there's, th- I think there are three Dynamo teams. Uh, actually, maybe I'm looking at something that's not quite... No. So right. what are what are the divisions two. here? There's Minsk Dynamo and Riga Dynamo in Bobrov. Right. Okay, and then Moscow Dynamo is in the other in a in, different one. Yeah, but it's kind of like the CFL and the Rough Riders, eh? They really like <laughs> that team name, so they just keep give using it to. It. They all spell it a little bit different or whatever, and yeah. But what's crazy though, too, it's like if you think about um, the team from China. And then, like you're all like they they were playing in Finland, or they were supposed to play in Finland the other day. So, like, mm-hmm. what kind of travel was that like? Like, that's that's wild. Like, that's far. That's the, riding the uh, side. <laughs> What's that train called? That famous train that oh, that goes like across Siberia to from China to Russia, Moscow to. Uh, oh, I don't know. The, yeah. Anyway, that's <laughs> riding that. It's like a week long. So. <laughs> Yeah. But anyways, I yeah, they got was... there and there was too many guys that tested positive for COVID, so they had to cancel the game. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking Kunlun up, and I think it's like a region, maybe in China. I don't think it's like a town. Oh, so funny story! Like... Hunter Shinkarik were, uh, plays for the Red Star, and he played for the the uh, Medicine Hat Tigers. When I was working okay. on that Saskatoon Blade series, he was he was the guy who basically knocked them out of the playoffs. Huh. Interesting. They've yeah. they've got a lot of yeah, Canadians Kuhn. on their team. Okay, so I, I could be wrong, but Kunlun is in like Western China, so it's like actually not far from like you know. What would that be? Kyrgyzstan and that kind of thing. Anyway, whatever. Geography. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Well, that's a pretty good little KHL roundup. I don't know. Is there any other KHL news and notes you want to fill the listeners in on? Well, yeah, like if you've got an itch for for watching some hockey right now, I would just say maybe try uh, try the DAZN, you know, monthly yeah. uh, tryout or, you know, the monthly free trial. You'll get a couple yeah. games in at least, and yeah, watch some live hockey. Um, it nice. It fills the void. Yeah, there's some junior leagues in Canada that are operating, but um, at this point, that's about it. And of course, the Team Canada selection camp has has started. Um, out east, though, the Q MJHL is is going down, sort of mostly. The uh, Maritime Junior Hockey League's happening. Uh, mostly they got the Atlantic bubble they're rocking there so things are all right um what else uh 
Well, didn't, I, didn't the queue have a bunch of COVID cases and now the, they're doing in, some sort of bubble? Well, in the in the Quebec division, they there's been some teams that have had some cases and stuff and they've been forced to to cancel or reschedule delay whatever games but they've been kind of split it from the beginning i think that the maritime teams are basically playing themselves oh, okay there's, so there's like there's like eight of them or something like that about half the league is now in the maritimes i think so it's uh normally they have well i don't know I don't know. I'd have to really look it up to be honest with you. But anyway, but they have been like the maritime teams are basically playing themselves. They're not, as far as I know, they're not uh, going into Quebec and and stuff. And the Quebec teams are staying there. So. Oh, okay. But anyway, I, um, I found it. I found it impressive actually that they were actually playing. But if it's more of a bubble thing going on, then that makes sense. Yeah, it's not a bubble because the teams are traveling within the regions, but they're not uh, like Halifax isn't going up to play uh, Boisbriand or whatever. I don't know if they even still have a team, but, um, you know, they're not going to Victoriaville to play the Tigres or whatever. Right. Or to Valdor to play the Fruyer, uh, I believe they're called. <laughs> Valdor, what is Valdor's team called? Yeah, it's like the they're the miners or something. Anyway, QMJHL. This is the QMJHL wrap up. This is the KHL correspondent segment with Comrade Frickus on talking hockey. Uh, so let's uh, let's transition from the KHL. Um, we kind of forgot to mention our new playlist that we got. Oh, that's uh, right. But we'll just we'll just mention it. Click the link in our Instagram bio at Talking Hockey, um, and it's uh, there's about twenty five songs or something like that, and they'll be growing because we like to play songs on our show. Uh, a little something we started a year ago or so, and um, basically every song we've had on the show is on this playlist in order, and when you listen to it, it's actually it really works like it's it really flows really nicely like a a good mixtape should you know nice and uh i don't know uh you got a favorite tune on it or uh what's your uh well i you know it just it all comes down to dirty kelly gruber number one <laughs> because it's just a great title for a song and then number two yeah. it's just like a straight ahead punk song like it just yeah you love that you gotta love that stuff I think that there's like so that's by the Hex Dolls, and uh, I believe there's three Hex Dolls songs on there. So apparently we were having a real Hex Dolls phase, but they're only the Hex Dolls songs are like a minute and a half, two minutes long. So very Ramones three of their like. songs, three of their songs is like one song basically. Um, yeah, I think that my favorite off it. Oh yeah, so here let me just tell you the other Hex Dolls songs on there. There's J.S. Jaguar is a robot. That's about how he... Uh, the The song is basically about how Jaguar was no good for, and then he became really, really good or something. So they figure that he got like pulled aside by, secret, by Big Brother and they made him into a robot or something. 
And then the other <laughs> Hextall song on there is I Don't Want to Be a New York Ranger, which yes. of my of the of the Hextall songs, I like that one the best. That's a good it's one. About, it's about getting trashed at a Rangers game at MSG or something like that. And uh his the girl he went with is like making out with some other guy and she they're all Rangers fans and he doesn't want to be a Rangers fan or something like that. So anyway, um yeah, I don't know. I think that my favorite one on there, I've got a couple, but possibly the one we'll play even today that ha- we haven't played on the show yet, but it's on the playlist, Saturday Night by the Dudes. I really like that one. It's got a sweet, well, I mean, we could take a break in the middle of the show here and listen to this song. Let's do that. Okay. So this is Saturday Night by the Dudes. Check out the sweet Jets reference in it. All right, we'll see you in a minute. When the ants started whirling and the kids started scaring of the stands, I'll be at five, 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 saddle don't rise And it's hello, hockey fans We got fired up in the first Hottest fans in first When the boys hit the ice It will be weeknight every night And it night is Saturday night It's Saturday, 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 Saturday Red on my tea is all red on my seas 
And that was the dudes with Saturday Night here on Talkin' Hockey, the Hockey Talkin' Show. 99.9 FM, the hits of today, the hits of tomorrow, and the hits of yesterday. Does that mean we have to... I've always wanted to work on 99.9 FM, so... Does that mean we have to uh, pay them royalties? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're... Listen, we're uh, part of the UMFM network, college radio. That's right. So, you know, we log this stuff. Uh, They're getting their... uh, They're getting the... uh, checks in the mail you know what i mean so can or whatever are, yeah, are they yeah, are those guys cool. canadian yeah they're from calgary oh yeah. sweet so we got some CanCon going on here too oh it's all CanCon all the time buddy <laughs> <laughs> except for the russian con <laughs> well yeah we had a little russian segment there but hey we talked canadian division i'd like to now now that we're back we've talked a little bit about our playlist go download that or just whatever you do Check it out, I guess. I'd like to talk hockey cards, Randy, because um, we had a little game that we played before on this show called the five-card draw. But for today, anyway, I've amended it to the three-card draw. Fair enough. Um, so I've got – and then what it is is basically I went into the hockey card collection, and I just kind of found three cards that I thought were pretty deadly – um and they so i guess this segment is really just talking about these cards there's there's a bit of a theme um so i've got i pulled out the old hockey card binder and i found my top three hartford whalers cards of guys with no buckets so uh there a couple of them are the same set. They're Opeaches from 1989, 89-90, I believe. And the other one is a bit of a cheat in that it's not the front of the card that has the no bucket. It's an upper deck, and it's the back of the card that's got no bucket. Oh, that's nice. And it's, yeah. So... But that's because Upper Deck had those pictures on the front and back, which was why they were such deadly cards, plus the gloss. Gloss. And the foil packs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So real nice card. The Opeaches are classic. You'd get a nice stick of gum in there, chew that, cut that's your right. gums all up. Yeah. But but uh, basically, these are my top three Hartford Whalers cards of guys with no buckets. Uh, Warmies in game i didn't discriminate uh two of them are warmies one is in game but it could be a warmy it's really hard to say (laughs) it doesn't look like he's got too much sweat going on but um it's also so the reason i chose the whalers is because i think we're going to talk about those reverse retro jerseys that came out but but uh, my favorite of the lot there was the the Whaler, the Hurricanes Whalers jerseys. I thought those were pretty deadly. So I I was I've been thinking about the Whalers lately. Nice. So the cards I got I got Dave Tippett. Oh yeah. Current head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, and I'm showing you the card there, Randy. Dave Look at that is. Mustache. Uh, that's the one. Yeah. So he's got a full dark head of hair. 
thick mustache. So that's the one that could be game action, but that could just as easily be Warmies. Hard to say. Yeah, well, like the fans aren't really looking at him, so maybe. Yeah, that's true. You can kind of see a guy in the in the stands there who's. The play. The play he's... could be elsewhere. The puck could be elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dave, he was a uh, he was a left winger, and so the the most recent season on the back of his card is eighty eight, eighty nine. This this is an OPC card. Um, he played all eighty games, potted seventeen goals, added twenty four assists for forty one points. That right there, to this point of Dave Tippett's career, those are those are career best numbers, um, and. The little fact, I love these. Like this is why, like hockey cards are great. But Dave led the Whalers with two shorthanded goals in '88, '89, tied for the lead in games played. So, him and some other Whalers played all the games, and Dave, little penalty kill action. Maybe that's why the Oilers had the best PK in the league up till the COVID stoppage. Like they had the best power play. Best PK, I think it was. They were like tops in both special teams, and maybe old Dave Tippett had something to do with that. Looking so good with that uh, no bucket. I think that that's a like. I just really like hockey cards where guys have no helmet. So <laughs> the second card I got here is Ray Ferrero. Oh, now, yeah. I had a little campaign Classic. about Ray Ferrero last year. I was really. I think I, I don't remember what my campaign was all about, but I was all for Ray Ferrero. And anyway, so Ray, that's definitely warm up. Oh, that's warmies for sure. Yeah. Like he's just kind of taking a look. He's leaning, got his stick on his knees, leaning over a little bit and just kind of watching the play, having a laugh, you know. He's got a bit of a grin on his face. Number 26 for the Whalers in those sharp green unis. So Ray's numbers are pretty good uh in 88-89 he scored 41 goals 35 assists for 76 points in 80 games added 86 penalty minutes there too so his little fact Ray registered a hat trick in a win over Quebec on November 26th 1988 so it's almost the anniversary of Ray's hat trick <laughs> nice against the we should phone him. in 1988. We should phone him. Maybe. Just... Hey, Ray, you remember that game? <laughs> he like, who, who is this? You know, how'd you get this number? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Card number three, folks. It's Pat Verbeek. They oh, called him sniper. He was a sniper. Didn't he have like a nickname called the something the, the Tasmanian Devil or something like that? Like, oh, I don't was... know about that, but he, I remember him yeah. just being able to snipe that puck. Yeah, he was kind of a little guy. He's listed at 5'9", but he's 190 uh, listed on this card. as 5'9", 190. So kind of just like a a real solid guy. Uh, so he he played for the Devils for a long time, and this, this card here is his first year of the Whalers. He played all 80 games. This is 89-90. So the same year as this... Uh, Oh, no, sorry. It's the year following those Opeachy cards. And 44 goals, 45 assists, 89 points. Pretty darn good. Guess how many Pims he had. Just guess. In how many games? 
80. Played all 80. Six. <laughs> Think the other direction. 96. How about 228? Holy. <laughs> he had a few so, few yeah, fights Verbeek, in there at least. Yeah, Verbeek did not mess around. He was just that was uh, yeah, he was a little uh a little devil. Anyway, there's there's him with no helmet in the warmies. Oh yeah. Leaning on the leaning on the uh, bench boards there. Having a laugh wearing that classic Hartford Whalers jersey. So I think that's my three I, card draw. I think he's actually like a, a assistant GM or some something like that now um, for a, for a club. I think he's got some sort of office job. So really, he probably still uh, you know gets gets a skate in every once in a while. But I'm I'm pretty sure he's uh, maybe is he Tampa Bay or something? I can't remember, but I know that I've heard his name kind of mm. in in the news. Yeah. Do you know how he ended up in Hartford? Like he was traded from New Jersey to Hartford pretty much the year of this card. Uh, who was he traded he for? Was, guess who he was traded for? So someone that went from Hartford to New Jersey? Correct. Uh, if you want another hint, he only played one season in New Jersey. Hmm. Someone that went from... Hartford to New Jersey. He was pretty big star in the eighties. Uh, well, he or at he, least he was thirty or forty goal seasons, or what? He had a couple of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, his brother was better than him. Really? Yeah. Pat for this guy was like. I'm pretty sure they're brothers. This guy was pretty highly touted, but was not as. Did not have the career of his brother. Anyway, I can tell you. Oh, you're talking about well, the guy well, who's supposed to here's guess. A clue. Here's the clue. He's from Royan Naranda, Quebec. <laughs> Think of all the players from Royan Naranda. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Pat Verbeek's brother. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, sorry. I'm talking about the guy he was traded for. The guy um, who was traded for, Sylvain Turgeon. Oh, yeah. And his brother is? Pierre. Pierre. Pretty sure. Let me Google that quick. But Sylvain, he had a couple 40-plus goal seasons, a couple 30-goal seasons. I remember him being then, like decent for a couple seasons, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But he didn't have a super long career. He actually went over to uh, Europe and played like a handful of years in Europe and just kind of did his thing over there. But he was drafted number two overall by Hartford, this uh, – Turgeon was um, Verbeek had probably the much better career and he was drafted like third round or whatever so Pierre Turgeon let's look up Pierre Turgeon yeah Pierre Turgeon had like many more games played and many more points well how about that classic uh Dale Hunter's cross-checking Pierre Turgeon play. Oh, that was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's why uh, there, yeah, there's one for the... Washington versus the Islanders. Never forget. Yeah. Right on. Do you have any cards that you're uh, looking at? or I do. So yeah. I have um, 
these cards are directly related to my retro. Um, okay, nice. So my retro thoughts. So basically, you're gonna you're gonna see these cards, and you're gonna know which retro jerseys I like the most. Um, okay. So I guess I gotta just spill the beans. So spill them. Maybe I'll just go with the one that's likely a obvious choice. So my three cards here, and actually one of the players is not on the team anymore, but hey, we got Malkin Oh, in uh, Penn's jersey. So obviously, I was going to say, like, what? Malkin's not on the Penguins anymore? No, the third guy <laughs> is going to be not on the team anymore. We got okay, Jake Gensel. So- Oh, yeah, Gens. And we got Matt Murray. Yeah, yeah there's the guy. He's off to <laughs> Ottawa, yeah. Yeah, so... Gensel, off uh, a surgery. So, basically, this will lead into the retro discussion here following, but... Yeah, so you're... I, I, was, I was a big fan of the, of the Penguins jersey, and I'll tell you why here in a few minutes. But okay. my favorite retro jersey is this team I'm about to... I'm about to reveal here. But maybe I'll just do this in a proper order. Is your three card draw a five card draw, or did those three penguins count as one card? Those three penguins are three cards, and then I've got three okay. more here. Nice, you're doing the six card draw. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, with these three here because I have a fourth, but this guy just isn't gonna make the cut. Sorry, sorry, bud. So I'm gonna go here. Hey, that's with the way she goes. Anze Kopitar. Oh, Anze. Yeah, Slovenia's only pro hockey player. We got Johnny Quick. Oh, Jonathan. And we got Adrian Kemp. Kempy? Kemp? Kempe? This, this guy is actually in the I KHL can... now, I believe. So Okay. Full circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, the Kings the Kings retro reverse jersey. They went with that uh what what would you call that color? Like royal purple? Well, it was like a good mix of the LA Kings from like the Marcel Dion era. Yeah. But then yeah. also it and had like a, the logo from Gretzky's era, which yeah. I thought was cool. Like I remember, you know, ho- being a hockey fan back then and <clears throat> not really knowing much about the Kings until Gretzky went there because yeah. they were just the Kings. And then those jerseys, those were the sickest jerseys, man. The black and silver. Yeah. So they basically got new jerseys the year Gretzky went there. He probably said, yeah. I'm not wearing purple, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing yellow, boys. So anyways, yeah. um, the Kings got those you know, black, silver, and white jerseys for, for when uh, Gretzky showed up. Um, and so, you know, being a Jets fan, watching the Smythe division, didn't really watch the LA Kings that much because kings were playing late at night and i was a little kid back then you know you're not staying up too mm-hmm. late watching hockey um but then when gretzky goes down there you like just like how the whole world started you know you know there's yeah. more there's more teams down in california now there's some pro players that are actually really good from down there like the gretzky effect of, of basically him going down there and i felt i thought that the, the king's version of their jersey was like the cool parts about Gretzky, but then also the Kings from before that. So for sure, um, and yeah. I, I think that's kind of what they were saying. It's like they were doing, um, like a a remix of jerseys of the past for some of these franchises or whatever. 
And so I guess if we're just jumping right into it, then yeah, let's, um, yeah. that's, those are my thoughts about the Kings one is like, to me, it was they like nailed it. Yeah, to me, it was like that's a that's a perfect representation of what you're trying to do as far as the colors remixed with the logo and and some other aspects of 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 the jerseys from other seasons. Um, yeah, and then I, I think, think some... I think just the the Gretzky logo is like it's a little bit of a nostalgia thing too. For sure. When and when Gretz went to LA and they started rocking those black and silver unis, um, that went over well with the uh, the rappers of the day, the LA rappers of the day, your uh, Snoop Dogs and Ice well, Cubes and stuff. They started all wearing Kings jerseys and hats and whatever, and, like the LA Raiders colors and Chicago yeah, exactly. White it was Sox basically colors. Raiders colors, yeah. 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 So. Um, and yeah, then, that and was then, a wise so, move by them. And then so for, for Pittsburgh, um, what they yeah, ended they up doing the, was they went the, with the white jersey, but with the Pittsburgh diagonally down the jersey. I really like that. I love I love a good diagonal word. Exactly. On a jersey. Yeah. So that's like it's a classic. Look. My vote for a caress of steel third jersey was white with. Oh yeah. Caress. That'll come maybe some one day, but yeah. um, so if you think about. So Pittsburgh did that, I think, back in the late '90s. But they had a black version of it. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, again, it's it's just it's a classic look for a for a hockey jersey when you've got that di- the diagonal word down the front, like basically what the Rangers' main jersey looks like. Um, and then the fact that they just inverted it, it was like the white version of that jersey. Again, it's a nostalgia thing. And then what sealed it was like I don't know if you saw the video when Mary Lemieux did like the jersey did, reveal. Yeah. They kinda cut it between Crosby and yeah. Mario and stuff. Yeah. So that was that just was really cool. cool. It's just like again, it's 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 tying it back to to like that era and when Mario was like just completely tearing up the league. And um, you know, I just remember those classic games of you know, Pittsburgh yeah. rocking those jerseys. Um, Yager's sweet gnarly mullet just flying in the wind yeah and dangling over his shoulders in that pittsburgh jersey that with the word with the diagonal word question does it say pittsburgh or does it say penguins it says pittsburgh nice yeah do you ever notice in baseball jerseys and i always really liked this their home jerseys will say the name of the team like blue jays that's right. And then the away jersey says Toronto. The city, yeah. I thought that was... It's pretty cool. When I noticed that when I was a kid or however... I don't know how old I was when I noticed it. But I was like, they know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool if... Yeah, like... Did New York Rangers possibly have that too? Like they had a white one maybe in the 70s or something that said New York. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, no, that's a, those are good jerseys. The uh, Penguins reverse retro and the Kings reverse retro. And you're right about the Kings. They kind of nailed the spirit of it. I think another team that nailed the spirit of what this retro reverse thing was, was Minnesota. And they had like the North Stars colors and the North Stars like text for the numbers and, and yeah. stuff. And then the, and then they the put wild the logo. wild jersey or yeah. logo. I mean, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Um, regardless of how you feel about those colors, which are basically 
neon green and yellow or whatever, but well, like, those, I think the, it, those Minnesota North stars jerseys were classic jerseys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're thinking this is like, yeah, Mike Medano era kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, and, and uh, when, when the North star, like John, uh, John, John Casey? Casey, when they, when they yeah. lost to the penguins in, uh, in the finals, the there. final. Yeah. 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 And Chicago played the pens in the finals the following year, I believe it was. And the, that year that the, so here's this is this is reverse retro related, but the year the Hawks played the Penguins in the finals '92, that was the NHL 75th anniversary. They all had that '75 right. patch. Yeah, that season is the absolute all-time best season for jerseys and for hockey hair. Uh, that's oh, yeah. a scientific fact. Just reference but, the hockey cards. Yeah, like just every every hockey card from that season with the seventy five crest, best jerseys, best hair. I agree. The original six teams all had a third alternate jersey that year. Chicago's was the black one with all the, the stripes. stripes across everywhere. Yeah. yeah, and those are deadly. And so Chicago's reverse retro. I didn't think they did a. It was fine. I don't know. I was like, meh, whatever. The problem with Chicago though is like they've had so many jerseys because of all those outdoor games. Yeah, that's right. That's true. And like their jersey just looks classic and fine as it is. Yeah, as many do. But um, you know, I don't know. Like I think that uh, what is what's another team that really nailed it? Well, in my books, I think Carolina did. Although, how about Avalanche? Do you like the Avalanche? Yeah, one? the Avs. I like. I, I dig it. So, like, same thing where the Avs went with the Nordiques, the Li- Carolina went with the Whalers, and you know, maybe if I'm a guy who lives in Quebec, I'm mad about that. Or maybe if I'm a guy who lives in um, Hartford, you know, I'm I'm a little steamed about it, but because I'm uh, I, I'd like my team back, you know, but. Um, whatever i think as a as a jersey they're pretty great and so the one that the whalers did they kind of did that a a, a take on that grayish one so later in the whalers life right a little while up until they moved to carolina they kind of went with a darker uh they didn't go green it was like a dark like navy almost and then they also had like a bit of a gray i forgot about that yeah sea foam type color in there or something pretty sharp i think yeah the navy uh, ones were classic though yeah the other thing the other thing that's going to help these jerseys too it's like when you see them with the pants and the gloves and the helmet and the socks and stuff like some some jerseys might look a little bit better in in those scenarios but this is this is just like referencing just the jerseys alone um yeah yeah my initial reaction to the Jets jersey was that I did not like it at all, but it's actually probably grown on me now, and I kind of don't mind it. And uh, but uh, you know, it's not my favorite one, but and I don't think I'll be buying one. But uh, I don't think it's as bad as say the uh, baby blue aviator that they've been wearing the last couple seasons, which did grow on me a little bit too, to be honest. But I think that they could probably get rid of those now anytime and yeah. just wear this new ugly one. But it, I don't know, like uh, I'd say the worst of the bunch was um, like, I, I saw some people saying like Detroit 
there oh there's just looks like a practice jersey um i kind of don't mind detroit's i love the simplicity of it you know to me the worst is like anaheim and phoenix oh, anaheim and whatever brutal, like yeah. anaheim, i'm not they into did, that anaheim, they did know? that uh the the duck guy breaking out of the ice or whatever yeah 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 so i don't know i i'm not the target uh demographic for those jerseys at all but like i was around when those you know i didn't like i haven't i have i don't think there's been an anaheim uniform that i have liked to be honest with you i think you like you got to go back to the classic ducks jersey like when but even that i don't when paul Correa was playing like like now it's classic like back then it was like this sucks but (laughs) now it'd be like oh yeah like that's the classic jersey like Basically, yeah. the one that Paul Korea wore when he was there. Um, yeah. I think, you know, in reference to the Jets, you know, they could have put out a jersey with like that 90s logo on it and they would have been the talk of the league. You know, I think, yeah. I think, you know, they could have done some sort of version with that logo because they haven't touched that logo yet. This logo that's on, on the current retro jersey or reverse retro, it's, it's the same kind of logo that's on both heritage jerseys. So, right. You know, I think they could have, if they would have went to that um, 90s style logo with some sort of color scheme about around that, then I think, you know, the Jets would have probably been on everyone's top, you know, top top of the list of, of everyone's favorites for, for uh, the reverse retros. But mm. I don't know. It's just kind of like, it's just kind of, it. it's a jersey. Like it's, it's like... You know, it's not like, oh, wow. It's kind of like, oh, cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it might look better in action. We don't know. I think the gray is what maybe threw people off, and it's like, what is, why, what? <laughs> why? It's very blah. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, even the logo, like, do, do the gray, but use the 90s logo. Right. And then, I you know, I don't know. But maybe, maybe they're saving it for something. Yeah. Maybe. But the gray, I guess maybe because, like, it's like a fighter jet color you know yeah the gray is fine but again it's just like what what do you what are you gonna wow us with like it's just gray in that same logo you know like yeah so i think uh ottawa's was pretty sharp too they were basically just a red version of their new jersey because they've gone back to their new jerseys are going to be with that sort of 2d old style senator uh logo and then they're going to be the black ones with the red armbands so the new retro reverse is basically just a red version of that. So it's kind of like nothing spectacular, but I think it looks looks pretty darn sharp. Yeah, and, I'm glad and, they went back to that logo. It it, it was just yeah. so much better than what they were running with, like that 3D For style sure. one. Yeah, and the and the Oilers retro reverse again, kind of not much to it, if you will. It's it's a little bit like just a regular old jersey. Uh, regular old Oilers jersey, but I like how clean it is. It just looks real sharp, real clean, and just nice, like, clean lines on it or whatever. So the Oilers one, I think, even though it's not spectacularly different or wild, I think it's just sharp. And Calgary you know? went back to that Calgary- thing? Yeah, yeah. The one, Yeah, I didn't know, but I guess it's called Old Blasty. <laughs> that That's just what people up. on the internet have been oh, yeah. calling it. And I was like, oh, it's old Blasty, eh? But, yeah, they went back to that, mm-hmm. which, I mean, 
I I don't think I was much of a fan of it in the first place, but hey, whatever. It's it's all right, I guess. That was like late nineties, I think, as well, right? Yeah, Iggy definitely was wearing that one. Um, yeah, yeah. And then Vancouver, I felt they've kind of dropped. Oh, that the ball one as I'm well. not a fan of. They they should have <laughs> they 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 should have went back to like the black. Oh, for sure. But um. They yeah, did the, the Trevor Linden early '90s black and yellow and red uh, flying skate jersey. That's the best Canucks jersey that ever has been and ever will be. Probably. I saw someone make like a, you know, their version of what Vancouver should have done, and they basically did the black, you know, gold red colors, but with that stick logo. Oh yeah. And it looked awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I uh, like that logo. That's a good logo. I I had a a t-shirt for a long time with that logo on it, and I always really like that, but but I mean Vancouver was wearing the black the, they were wearing those black jerseys last year as an alternate jersey. So Yeah, but it was basically like that color scheme but then with that other logo. Yeah. So again, like a remix. I guess I'm just saying like for my own purposes I can't complain cuz the Canucks wore it a bunch last year anyway. Oh, so. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then Toronto's jersey is, well, it's a little bit ugly to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I, I know I saw it, but I can't. I wouldn't be able to tell you what it looks it's, like. It's got a real like. Uh, I think the logo or the font in the logo is probably, if I had to guess, uh, '60s, like '50s or '60s era. Okay. Yeah, I heard someone I say actually... Daryl Sittler era kind of thing. Yeah, like the jersey, like the jerseys are kind of that like late seventies, eighties. They got the armband, similar to the Jets, and it's like it goes all the way from the wrist to the shoulder armband, up and down. But like, I think the so that there's that era. But I think the logo uh, or the font is is from an older like fifties type era, maybe sixties or something. I'm not really sure, but I like the font and stuff actually but i think that the jersey's not very i think it's kind of ugly wow. <laughs> but maybe once they put the pants and the helmet again on, it'll yeah look good. i i like like to me the classic leaf jerseys are the ones from like the 80s with like the the more of the bold text and then they have like the stripes mm-hmm. all the way down the arms like i yeah. don't know who who would have been back there like well Oh, where's your boy Rick Vive? Weren't you gonna like bust him out this episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, when Rick Vive was on the Leafs, like that, those kind of jerseys, right? Yeah, yeah. I was looking for a Rick Vive hockey card when he was with Buffalo. He wore, he had like a neck pillow, like a exactly. traveling. You know, like when you go on an airplane and you like <clears throat> bring a neck pillow to fall asleep or whatever. <laughs> I don't know the, why he the, had. Those that. were guys with with neck problems. Yeah, because there was football players that had those things too. Yeah, they, yeah, that's what you saw a lot of. And usually the football players that had them, they were linemen, defensive linemen or O linemen, so that basically because they had to be down in a three point stance, and their head up, and then you go right into contact. It was basically so you, to yeah. keep your like head from going back. Exactly. Yeah. Too far. You yeah. Know? Anyway, but there you go. Rick Vival sported one for for years. Yeah, I read a, he there was an interview with him on Sportsnet I think it was and uh he's got a new book coming out and that's what made me think of Rick Vive. Nice. Yeah. Classic so player. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't really remember him as a kid except for 
those cards with the sabers because when i saw the thing on sportsnet i made immediately made me think of those cards i had but then when i went to go look i got smitten by the whalers there (laughs) well he was he was he was your typical kind of meat and potatoes kind of player like not flashy but you know he had relevant three three 50 goal seasons in a row hmm yeah so that's pretty good, I guess. But that was in a day when everybody was scoring growing. fifty was yeah. no big deal. <laughs> fifty was like thirty. Yeah, yeah. it kind of was. You know, I think you could look, you could era adjust. <clears throat> like in baseball, they have the uh, stats. There's like a formula to era adjust things. Oh, I that's don't, cool. I don't think that exists in hockey because just statistically, they didn't have the same bookkeeping back in the day. As, as we do now, you know? Well, just Whereas think of how many baseball, guys... it's been the same stats all along. Just think of how many guys back, you know, when we were growing up, how many guys had like 100 points every season. Yeah. And like... Yeah, now, there'd be like, like 20 guys yeah. with 100 plus points. Now you now maybe have... maybe a couple. couple. Yeah. 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 And I, we had seasons... I mean, like Jamie Benn won the Art Ross with 88 points a few years back. Yeah. So, like, he wouldn't have even been in the top 25 back in the day, so. He'd be hanging out with Rick Vive. Yeah. Although, if you era just Jamie Benn, he probably would have had 150 points back in the day. Oh, yeah. So. Or you put Jamie Benn back in that, those times, and he's. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. lighting up. <laughs> yeah. Imagine Jamie Benn playing against, like, <laughs> Ray Ferraro. <or> yeah. <laughs> just, like, ragdolling him and. <laughs> and then he's on a breakaway against, you know, like Daniel Berthium or like Andy Moog yeah. or something. It's like there's yeah. like the whole net to shoot at because those guys were so small. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, but would he have to play with a stick from those days too? Because like. I think even if he did, he'd still. Yeah. He'd still. But I mean, like that's that's kind of cheating those goalies a bit because like there were guys back then, you know. Mario and I mean like look that he scored 200 points a season or whatever but like goalies yeah they were smaller they didn't have the gear that they do now but I I love a good 80s and 90s goalie man like those guys <laughs> well just two like some of, it's all acrobatic saves yeah. there's no formula to what they're doing they're not playing positional so, yeah Kirk yeah. McLean was one of my favorites of the bunch back in the day he just throw the pet left pad out, kick save and a beauty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh Well, Randy, should we take a quick little break here and then come back with uh, our thoughts on the world juniors and uh we'll wrap it up with a little talk about Winnipeg Jets prospect Cole Perfetti, who's at uh, junior camp right now. That sounds great. Cool. Check you in a few. Gut alert. Friendly reminder from Tom and Randy to make sure that your gut is tucked in. A gentleman tucks it in. All right, welcome back to Talking Hockey. We are back here in the house. This is actually season three, and only the mm. second episode of season three because we we did one way That's back right, yeah. way back in the day. But uh, yeah. here we are back again, um, November nineteenth. Um, living in the world of COVID, but, uh, alongside COVID is a lot of hockey talk. And so 
coming up here in roughly a month, or I guess just over a month, is um, the World Juniors are taking maybe a page out of the NHL's book, and they're doing the old bubble. The old, in Edmonton. The old Edmonton-based bubble, which seemed to work quite well for the NHL. Uh, it's the, the best li- bubble guy can get. Yeah, li- likely that's probably why they're going there, because they, they've done it once before, and, um, you know, like, it worked, and they're going to, what, have, like, 10, 12 teams go in, go into the bubble there, I, usually, is how it works, and they're there for two, three weeks. I think with the World Juniors, I think there's about 10 teams, right? There's about uh, about five per group or something. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm ten, not mistaken. I think I think there's five per group. You're right. Yeah, so so basically, that's less teams than Edmonton would have started with at the play-in round. So they clearly they, they have the facilities there and everything's built in for hotels and accommodations and in catering and food and yeah. training services and all that kind of stuff. It'll be a little bit different because it's winter, so the boys won't have a place outside to go. Um but it's gonna uh, be a quick it's gonna be a quick tournament this year. I don't know if it's always this quick, but it's starting on the twenty sixth, Boxing Day, and it'll be wrapped up on the fifth of January. I feel like usually maybe it goes just a little longer in January. That's, or maybe I'm completely that, wrong there. No, that's usually what it is. It's like a couple days into the new year, and you're pretty much done. Whatever, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's the it's the best. Like I love you know like there's a couple uh, standard holiday tournaments you got over in Europe, the Spangler Cup. You got the what's yeah. Well, I guess it's just the Spangler and the World Juniors are the two that are kind of going on over Christmas, but it's. Uh, it's always great watching the World Juniors. So Team Canada this year is really – I mean, I think most teams are probably going to be stacked up to be pretty good, like or at least the powerhouses, you know. But Team Canada is looking great this year, um, led by a couple of returnees, uh, one of which being for sure that's going to be there is Chicago Blackhawks forward Kirby Dock. And he wasn't even there last year. Oh, he wasn't? No, because he was in the NHL. Oh, that's right. They didn't uh, let yeah. him go. Yeah. My bad. Did he play the year before? He, he must have, I would assume. But Interesting. Um, but if you quickly look down the list here, you got Connor McMichael, who was there last year. Yeah, um, he's back at camp. Um, Quinton Byfield is on this list. Yeah. Um, Hendricks Lapierre, I'm pretty sure, was there last year. Yeah, I think LaPierre was there. Uh, Peyton Krebs, who was not there because he was injured, I believe. But mm. he's he's playing for the local WHL team here in Winnipeg. Um, on defense, uh, uh, Drysdale. Jamie Drysdale. Gooley. And I think Byram was there last year, too. Yeah. And then you got uh, Brandon Manitoban's uh, Damon Hunt. Mm. Um and then I think, oh, yeah, there's Seth Jarvis right well, here if, who was just drafted. If we're, if we're name dropping local boys, I want to just give a shout out to Justin Barron on the. He's from the Halifax Mooseheads. He's from Halifax. Uh, and uh, he's supposed to be a uh, pretty. He was picked in the first round this year to Colorado. So, like, how many more? Like, if he turns out to be pretty good too, like, think about who Colorado's already got because they picked Byram as well. Yeah, and they got Makar, and they got 
I don't know who else Sam, on defense. Or Gerard. Yeah. So quite the team there. So if you think about like let's just think about this year of 2020 that we've had so far. And mm. you know the thing the things that you know maybe bring joy into your life and you know things that you know like when the NHL season is put on hold and it's you know not very fun cuz there's not much to do and then the playoffs come back on and you go yeah you got a lot of hockey to watch for a long time so you know Winnipeg right now Manitoba right now is going through quite the situation with covid so mm-hmm. if you had to think of a actual holiday season where potentially you know they're not there might not be a lot of um family gatherings because of of uh the current state of things here but just yeah. imagine well, it, just imagine if there was no world juniors over the holidays because basically uh, basically christmas eve and christmas day happen and then boxing day starts and it's time to flip on tsn because the world jays yeah. are going boys <laughs> and basically yeah, for the next it. two weeks that's what you're doing you know you're waking up and you're having a beer at 11 o'clock and watching world jays all day um it's kind of the best i love it I love it. And when it's in Europe, it's usually like you tune in here Christmas or Boxing Day morning, right? So oh, yeah. you're still in your, your jammies. You get the, you're in holiday mode. So you got the Kahlua in the coffee and whatever else, right? So yeah, it's, it's a it's great, great time of the year. Like it, it's, yeah. it's literally the best. I think it's probably the best part of any hockey fans year. Like it, those two weeks. You know, most people have a slower work schedule or it's, you know, maybe things are on hold for a while. So you can basically just focus on on hockey and it's international hockey, which, which tends to... It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. You know, it's it's a it's a rally. Get to root for the homeland. And, exactly. So, and then, you know, get some... Yeah, it's great. I like it a lot. It's... Um... I don't know. There's nothing like it, but so I just did a little bit of research here and we were, we're a little bit wrong in that all 10 teams will not be in Edmonton. Actually. Um, only five will be in Edmonton. Five will be in red deer. Oh, so there's two bubbles. Yeah. Group a will be in Edmonton. That's got Canada, Finland, Switzerland, Slovakia, and Germany. Group B is in red deer. That'll be Russia, Sweden, USA, the Czech Republic and Austria. Austria so, snuck in. Wow. Yeah, they uh, probably usurped uh, what Latvia? I don't know. Yeah, Latvia Who or Kazakhstan? Were. Maybe uh, one of the, so yeah, they Austria's ranked 10th, so Germany's kind of like been rising the last couple of years. They're they're ranked 9th. Uh, Canada number 1 of course, defending gold champs. Um, Russia's at 2 and then uh Sweden, Finland, Switzerland. Switzerland's five. USA is only ranked sixth. Wow. Did, did they? I forget. Like, did they have a bad yeah, tournament last year? They've had, year? A, I think, a couple years in a row that weren't very good. But you would think that been. Austria would get into Canada's group. You'd think Canada would get, being number one, you'd think that they would get the weak team. Yeah. But, I don't know uh, how they exactly break it up, but it looks like it kind of goes like one, two, so for the listeners, I'm going horizontally here. 
it's not good. <laughs> okay, this I just realized this exercise will not work for radio, so never mind. But the way that they rank them, it kind of looks like they go group A, B, B, A, A, B, B, A. Okay. They, it's like a snake. Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe for future episodes of Talking Hockey, we got to go on TV. <laughs> um yeah. no so that that that's just interesting because you'd think that since Canada won and they get the number 1 spot usually yeah. that means you get the weak team because yeah. you know you you uh you get to earn earn that but in in a way they it's so they since Canada's ranked number 1 the next best team is the number 4 ranked team cuz group B has 2 and 3 team 2 and 3 so yeah. maybe there's I don't know. Right. I don't know. So then does yeah. Canada have team nine? Yeah. Germany is ranked at nine. Wow. They're that low. Yeah. Well, Slovakia and Czech Republic are just ahead of them. And, you know, like either of those teams can have a pretty good tournament. I think Czech Republic's a, a team that should, should be all right. I, I don't know. I can't say as to who any of the junior players on these countries' teams will be right now. But in general, like Sweden, Finland, Germany, Switzerland, Russia, Czech Republic, all usually have pretty – they all bring it. It's surprising to me, though, that Switzerland is is ranked fifth right now ahead of USA and only behind Finland, Sweden, Russia, Canada. Like Switzerland is just – They've been producing a lot of good players uh, lately, and I mean Germany's coming up too. But yeah, it's uh, but for, let's let's talk about Team Canada here. So like we mentioned, some of the guys who are coming back, we don't know any of the goalies. They're all there's Brett Brochu, Dylan Garand, Taylor Gauthier, Tristan Lennox, and Devon Levy. So Levi, two guys. I don't know two guys from the names. WHL, two guys from the OHL, and one guy from uh, NCAA. I guess. Yeah, and three of them have yet to be drafted, so that means they're they're younger than eighteen. Yeah. Right. So it should be interesting. So, but you know what? Like, aside from a couple years, I've never known who the goalie was going into the tournament. It's always like that's when I learn about the goalie is at the tournament. You know. And then they so, end up both being good. Yeah. Because they usually then, do like the 1A, 1B. Canada usually does Yeah. That. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I'm excited to see, though, like a few players for sure. And it'll be interesting to see kind of will he or won't he with Alexis uh, Lafreniere, right? Yeah. The, so, if you think if the he's going to play. going to let him go or what? If, if he's going to play and if we got Kirby Doc there and Quinton Byfield and plus Connor McMichael and – you know, the supporting cast, uh, Seth Jarvis, you know, this is going to be a pretty, pretty tough team to beat. But sometimes, sometimes going into a tournament thinking that you're going to just walk all over people is the wrong thing to do because, uh, we've seen that happen and, and, uh, you know, guys, guys kind of are, you know, like it's the perfect underdog story for, for a team like whoever Finland or anybody, um, exactly. The, the, it have Canada having such a really good team tends to elevate the play of everybody else, all the other teams too. But um, you have to, you, you know, you have to think that with this many talented guys on Team Canada, that they've got a pretty solid chance. 
Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like, you don't want to put the uh, cart before the horse and just assume you're going to waltz your way to the finals and, uh, you know, but because you got to play the games because, like, a team like Switzerland, well, they can surprise you, you know. Any team probably can surprise you, really. But, you know, you got to like a team that's got Quinton Byfield on it, uh, Alexi Lafreniere, uh, you know, Connor McMichael and hey, maybe Cole Perfetti will make the team this year, uh, Winnipeg Jets draft pick. But, you know, I think when you look at Team Canada, there's there's no – it's kind of like uh, that year 2005 when they were super stacked and you think – you think uh, this this could be just like that, you know? Like that was the year Crosby was a uh, the the NHL was on lockout or something, and Crosby was well, like Crosby just drafted maybe was it like Richards, Getzlaff, Perry, Bergeron? Yeah, yeah it was a pretty crazy team. Um, yeah. Marc Andre Fleury yeah. maybe too. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, like. You know, a lot of the media is hyping this team to be reminiscent of of that 2005 team as as a team that was quite powerful. Mm-hmm. For sure, and you know what? Like every single year, the media hypes Team Canada. Oh, because con- what else is you there know, to do, so especially now? It, it's so much pressure. Like they build it up so much. So for these these kids to be able to handle it is just is wild, but. Hey, like the whole country gets behind them, and it would be—it's just pretty amazing to to watch. It's—it's, it's, I would say, one of my faves, favorite events of the year for sure, hockey-wise. But let's uh, so let's just talk about Cole Perfetti just for a minute before we wrap things up here. So he he was picked number ten overall by the Winnipeg Jets, and he's a center, played for Saginaw of the OHL. Um, he's from Whitby, Ontario. So for the listeners, if you don't know where that is, that's uh, right beside Oshawa. And uh, that's the Motor City. So prepare to be amazed. That's Oshawa's slogan. I think Whit- Whitby could borrow that. So f- my feeling for Cole Perfetti is prepare to be amazed. That's my slogan for this guy. I'm I'm excited that he's um, he was projected to go a lot higher in the draft. Why did he fall? I don't know. But uh, I'm kind of happy the Jets got him. I'm excited. Well, it it tends to be a good fit. Like, um, some comparisons are kind of like he's along the same lines as Mark Shifley, like a guy who yeah. just really lo- loves the game and he's like really into it. And you know, they they say hockey IQ or whatever, but like just really yeah. like a smart I think just player. Like- general iq he or smart he, like he he was the uh chl scholastic player of the year or something like that so was nelson noje huh the year go. the year that i was doing that sportsnet series oh for the saskatoon blades yeah he That's won right. that yeah. same award and when he was like 16 or something but nice. uh so maybe yeah the jets like smart guys <laughs> um but yeah no like yeah. uh you know you never really know until until they get going, but um, all signs point to Cole Perfetti being 
a great fit for the Winnipeg Jets, especially if he maybe uh, ends up being the second-line center that Patrick Liney and Nikolai Ehlers have, have been dreaming about. Yeah, and hey, they'll have Statsny there this year. And for me, the ideal look of the lines. So I actually think there's a really good chance Cole Perfetti plays some games for the Jets this year because the OHL won't even be happening until the new year. So he's going to be at this. uh, He's at the Team Canada um, development camp or whatever they call it. And then he's going to go to Jets training camp after that if they get off the ground and go in. And I, I just think like it might get to the point where it's like, what's the point of sending him back to the OHL? To me, I think the only reason they'll send him back is if it's like, they don't want to burn a year of his contract. Yeah, you know there, I mean? there might there might be a whole new way of developing players <clears throat> if there's nowhere for them to really play. Because also yeah. there was, I think the ECHL, if they haven't already, they made the call that they're not going to be playing next year. Um, yep. AHL is likely very close to the same boat. But yep. so, you know, what do you do with Christian Veselainen? What do you do with Vili Hainola? Uh, you know, like there's a bunch of like, are they going to be on the Jets, um, or are, are they going to stay in Europe or whatever? So yeah, yeah, those dudes are over in Europe playing, and actually Veselainen, and I've been checking out his updates, uh, his scoring highlights on uh, illegal curve, and he's just he's hammering goals home left, right, and center, which is promising because hopefully that translates. I don't have the highest opinion of uh, Veselainen, but Maybe I've just been impatient. Like the guy is still young; he's figuring it out. And hey, whatever. So yeah, he's. I, I didn't realize how big a guy he was either. He's like he's a big boy. So if he can come over and kind of, I don't know. Let's see what he does this year, and then what happens. But he had his Cole chance though. Wise, so, like Veselainen yeah. made the Jets, what two years ago? He yeah. made the opening night roster, and then he just didn't stick, and then he ended up playing for the Moose for part of the season. And then he went back to Europe and then he came back, I think to the Moose for the end of the season or something, but it's like he did have his opportunities. So, yeah, he's had a weird sort of path, I think. And it's, it's, I kind of almost see like Vili Hainola in a similar path where he's kind of like going to Europe, coming back. You know what I mean? Like, kind of back and forth, but at the same time, Billy Hanela is like 18 or 20 or whatever he is now. And yeah, I don't know. It's These t- are still young guys. These are still young guys. There's lots of time. I don't think that the jets are hurting for them to be in the lineup, but if they could push to get in the lineup, then that's pretty cool because that means that there's more competition for the spots that are available especially on defense, there's only X number of spots available really. And there's like five guys fighting for two jobs or whatever it is. But, but if we're talking Cole Perfetti here, which I want to just, I just want to say, I think that there's a spot for him to make the team on, on a third line wing position. And I think that he could do it. And this year being what it is with COVID and all the rest of the weird sort of like there's no OHL for him to play in, blah, blah, blah. 
and maybe the they come out with some rule that like you won't burn the first year your contract this year because of reasons, you know. So you would say that maybe he'd be with Adam Lowry and Andrew Kopp? Uh, well, I would say that maybe, yeah, like he, I, I would rather see him with like Jack Roslovic and uh, maybe Lowry or something like that. And Kopp could play. I don't know. See, this is the thing is like, I guess Andrew Kopp, I don't know. Like if he's on the fourth line with Nate Thompson and Matthew Perot, you could play that line like yeah. 12 minutes a night. You could roll your lines or yeah. whatever. I don't know. And you still got, you still got Jansen Harkins and Mason Appleton. Yeah. Yeah, the depth is the depth is coming for sure. Maybe it maybe is. that's it maybe is. that's the next episode we do a little bit of a we throw the pants back on and we you know, maybe we both wear the pants and we throw we put a, <laughs> we put together a Jets Jets opening night lineup. All right, that's a good that's a good homework task. Let's uh end the show on that note with a little bit of homework that we got to address for the next time we get back together on talking hockey the hockey talking show and uh go from there but yeah no it's exciting to know that perfetti is a jet and uh where he slots in well we'll find out but uh yeah i don't know i i think first and foremost i just want to see him in action on team Team Canada. canada yeah at the world juniors because he didn't make the team last year, and I read an interview with him. Well, Weeb's World did an article about him and stuff, and and he sounds like he's a pretty good kid, and he's determined to make Team Canada. Like he, he's he's like, you know, Team Canada or bust kind of deal right now. Does he have a chip on his shoulder from not making it I, last year? I think that was the uh, headline of the article. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, I should I should uh, write uh, clickbait yeah. articles then. <laughs> uh, I yeah, the headlines are clickbaity. That's for sure. Old Weeb, he's a wordy one though, eh? He so he writes. I don't know. I don't feel like he's too clickbaity. I stopped reading him actually because I never really read Sportsnet. Mm. So. You know, I'm not really seeing his stuff anymore because he used to be. Yeah, he started son. working. He was on. He's kind of bounced around, but I think Sportsnet's paying his bills now. Yeah. Yeah. But he still has the just the Weeb's world. He still got that handle. little. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe I'll check in old Kenny. Look, give Ken a try. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's yeah. earned his keep. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I like Ken Weep, <laughs> but whatever. But uh, yeah. Anyway, that's about it, I guess. Really, we've covered. We've kind of covered all the bases here. We Randy. did. We we've, we checked off every single box. Yeah, we had a game plan. Uh, we, we we stuck to the eye, basics. Stuck to the game plan. Stuck to the basics. Pucks deep. Got her down quick shifts and uh, nailed it. Basically, and we won the game. Yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, I can't wait until we can go skating again. Uh, you know, our our days of playing hockey, like maybe maybe this year is just like it's not really going to happen. But 
you know, there's going to be some ice sometime soon. This time last year, you were skating on Lake Winnipeg, weren't you? I sure was. And I'm going to go do some exploring this weekend. And maybe that can be part of the next episode, a little bit of yeah. a ODR report. Yeah, well, once you get that ODR happening up on Lake Winnipeg, I'm going to take a rip up and oh, yes. go for a skate. But we'll don't worry, we'll stay, you know, six feet apart or whatever. Oh so. yeah, like I'm not I'm not going to back check at all. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't back check at the best of times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or or the COVID times. Yeah, exactly. Right on, dude. Well, it was uh, great seeing you. Great chatting. Great talking hockey. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, yeah, tune in next time. We'll have more. Don't forget to download or uh, add the playlist, uh, the Talking Hockey official playlist. Um, do we got a song we want to go out on here? Well, uh, I'm, I'm currently looking at this Hextalls record that um, I'm a big fan of. <laughs> Another Hextalls tune? <laughs> but, you know, I don't have to. Um, okay. But... Um, I was just checking it out because it's been a while and it, this whole playlist kind of got me got me mm-hmm. back into the Hextalls. But um you know as you know what as, I was thinking? Yeah, you you uh, go for it. I I was thinking that we should play cuz we didn't get to listen to it on today's episode due to the segment not happening. But I think we should listen to Jeans On by David Dundas. And then we can add that to the official Talking Hockey playlist because that's a song that we've featured on our show many times before. I mean, it's got us banned from YouTube. so And yeah, funny story, we we are officially kicked off YouTube because (laughs) we do not credit that song. So if you're looking for our episodes on YouTube, they're not there anymore and the channel's (laughs) been taken down. But hey, let's give this guy some some money by throwing his song on our episode. I'm going to see if I can add it on Apple Music. If anybody I, I found if it. It's, it's there. It's there, yeah. You can Okay, nice. Yeah. If if anybody listening, you know, wants to um make a Spotify version of the playlist, we will give you a talking hockey prize for sure. So Oh yeah, you got some swag. Just, yeah, just let us know if if you're going to do that. But anyway, here's David Dundas with Jeans on. And hey, we'll catch you next time. Check uh, check your lie on your stick and uh, keep that stick on the ice. And don't back check too hard because you don't want to be six feet. Yeah, it's COVID. You know? Just yeah. no back checking because it's COVID. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll check you next time there, <laughs> uh, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. When I wake up. Jeans on, I pull my blue jeans on. 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 I pull my blue